our friendship doesn't stop here. It's got another couple of days left in it. But um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good to the top of the hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Call me Saturday. I'm not answering. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Oh, welcome back to the wonderfully warm, wonderfully calm waters of the Freedom Ocean. I am one of your hosts, Timbo Reed. Over there on his longboard in his board shorts is Jimmy James Shramko. Welcome, buddy. G'day, mate. How are you? James, I'm melancholy. You? And why is that, Timbo? Yeah, I'm reflective. Ah, we're not our usual up and about selves. Why is that? Well, I think getting straight to the point, mate, because you've got waves to catch and I've got people to see, is that this is the last episode of Freedom Ocean. This is uh, episode 84, the one will be remembered as the last. (laughs) And maybe, Timbo, you've reached your millionth question. (laughs) I don't think. Well, no, I haven't. Maybe I have in this in this sphere of the freedom ocean. But as as a podcaster, you know, the minute I run out of questions, I'm stuffed because I think curiosity is one of my uh, my secret weapons. Let's talk about freedom ocean. Let's be self indulgent <laughs> in this episode. You know, sometimes we get people saying, "Come on, talk about the topic." But yeah, 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 yeah. They they do like the banter. I think it's worthy of it this time. I was looking. Ah, uh, people complain, Jimmy. I get that, you know, with my other show, the Small Business Big Marketing Show, mate, I have, you know, stop doing ads. Oh, I don't like your iTunes album cover artwork. Oh, this is like, honestly, mate, you know, you can't please everyone, Jimmy. That's true. And we've never actually ran ads on Freedom Ocean because no. we always made it work for ourselves until it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And looking back at our back catalogue, you know, our first episode was published in February 2011. Can you believe we've been going for over six years with this show? Well, that, that, that sounds like we're prolific podcasters, at least with Freedom Ocean, and that is just not true because if we've been going for six years, we've only created 84 episodes. So it's kind of it's a relatively weak, weak effort. But I think there's quality in there. Well, look, I think there's a few factors. One is that it's certainly not the only podcasting both of us have been doing. Uh, in that same time, I would have popped out probably a thousand podcasts with uh, super fast business is in the 500s. And that's with the ones um, that we've st- still deleted some of the older ones. And then I've done a lot of guest podcasts. And then I've done a couple of other ones on the a few other related podcasts. But I want to say this, Tim, I wouldn't have done any of those if I hadn't have done Freedom Ocean because it was when you came to me and said, what do you think about doing a podcast? That's when you sent over a little document that taught the team how to set up a podcasting plugin and it was the first time I submitted a podcast to iTunes and even though I was able to retrospectively podcast my other blog where I'd been doing audio interviews, it was my foray into Apple and I wouldn't be the man I am today unless... You had come into my life, so thank you so much. Jeez, mate, bring a tear to a glass eye. Thank you. They're very kind words. Um, And, you know, I remember tapping on the shoulder all those years ago because what had happened was you had appeared as, as a guest on the Small Business Big Marketing Show 
And it was a very early episode. I've been doing that podcast for eight years and you were probably like in early in the second year. And I remember at the time you had an affiliate program and I'd done no affiliate marketing. I didn't know much about it. I had varying views on internet marketers of which I put you in that category. And anyway, long story short, you made an offer to my listeners to, at the time it was our listeners, I was doing it with a, a fellow Luke and you made an offer to our listeners of, you know, buy this training course and I think it was like two or 300 bucks and you gave us 50% commission on sales and we did thousands and thousands of dollars in sales. And I remember ringing you out. I, I said to Luke, I said, I got to ring this bloke. I said, a, I've got to thank him because this is incredible. Um, it was the first dollar we'd made out of the show and it was the first affiliate marketing I'd ever done. And I rang you, I thanked you. And then I just said, listen, um, I don't know whether it was the same phone call or it was pretty close around the same time. I said, listen, clearly you've got a million bucks and clearly I've got a million questions. I think there's a podcast in it. And Freedom Ocean was born. And, you know, we did cover a lot of topics. So I look back through the 80 odd episodes and some of the titles are just fantastic. It, yeah, they it are. actually, it makes me want to revisit some of them and, and update them in my own time, but mm -hmm. with a different lens. And this is the important part. What I realized uh, last week, actually, I ran my most recent live event, which I do pretty much every year. And this was, I think, the 12th event, the 12th big event. And then I looked back from seven years ago and the survey results that I did, I usually pre-event and post-event survey my customers. And seven years ago, it's around about the time when I appeared on your show, 25% of my audience were yet to make their first $10,000 online. And the premise of Freedom Ocean was really to be educational and to help people ease into the topic of online marketing and to start applying it to their uh, either start from scratch or to, to do some of this stuff for an existing business. But with the filter that it was pretty much all new. These days, my audience, Tim, when I survey them, around about 10% of them have yet to make their $10,000 online, but some whopping number, over 70% of them have making $100,000 or more. So what I realized is my audience has grown up. I think a lot of our original Freedom Ocean listeners have come along, got on the online thing and done something with it or not, and they're either mature or out of it. And I think that that's the big realization I had. Hey, you know, Freedom Ocean is no longer the market where I focus my energy because I've grown up with my audience as well. And I tend to be having very advanced conversations and high level conversations in my own communities. And you tend to be dealing with um, actual real businesses with your small business, big marketing crowd. And I think we've found our episodes slowed down a bit because I think we moved past our market. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think I, there's definitely that. And you had that realization after your live event only last week. I remember you calling me last week and I could hear it in your voice. You'd kind of like the penny had dropped for you where you'd gone, hang on, things have changed. And um, these are the people, maybe they're the same people that you're talking to, but you're talking to them differently. You're having different conversations than um, that were, and, and it's not the kind of conversations that this show was ever for. 
And it's they're not really the kind of, kind of conversations that I want to have because, um, yeah, like I did, I was curious about online marketing, internet marketing, whatever you want to call it. I was curious about the people who did it and I had a whole lot of questions around that. And I just think, you know, and the other thing for me too is that, you know, I'm going to take a bit of the, um, I'm going to take most of the heat, not all of it, but most of the heat for, actually I could almost take all of it for not creating more freedom motion shows because you were the one who was bloody ringing me every second week and saying, come on, can we do it? But <laughs> you're, well, you're not Robinson Crusoe there. I've actually found this challenging with all of my podcasts, except for my own podcast. It's a thing. And it's just that people are moving at different speeds and they have different things on their plate. Well, here's the thing. And like, let, let, let's be honest about this. I think there's a, there's a few things around that. Um, you you saw some really good um, financial results from Freedom Ocean, so therefore, why wouldn't you want to do more of it? That wasn't all what it was all about. I think I and I always have represented the listener in Freedom Ocean, and I always found that as a listener and as someone who is trying to create an online business and to create trying to create a lifestyle business and questioning god is it really possible to make money hanging out of a hammock and you know tapping three things on a macbook a day and and all that kind of stuff i would always walk away and i think the listeners were the same you'd walk away for an episode of freedom ocean with like 10 things to do not doing nine of them because life gets in the way and then going geez you know and then I've got to go and create another episode of Freedom Ocean. And it's like, well, shit, I haven't even done anything based on what we talked about last time. And that has been one of the big learnings for me, Jimmy, is that, you know, what Freedom Ocean was all about, which is, you know, creating those lifestyle businesses, those online businesses. I dare say passive income, although I don't think there's anything quite as – there's not really passive income because you've still got to do the hard work. That there's work. I, we've never targeted the the phrase passive income, but we certainly talked about leverage, how to you know leverage the time and and doing the, the right, right things. But gosh, looking back at our back catalogue, correct, we certainly covered a lot of ground in just those few episodes, eighty something oh, episodes. A lot of ground. It makes me want to go and listen to them and and reminisce. Do you think most of it's still relevant? I do. I think. Um, when I look back at my old courses and the information we talked about, it's still super relevant. A lot of those posts should stay up and will still serve people in the future who are starting out or looking mm. for some ideas. I, I, mm. I'm getting this idea that I would like to go and summarize my old posts, uh, you know, listen back to them and just take a concise note and do some kind of a a redux or a condensed abridged version of it but the material is solid mm-hmm. and the mind maps i was using back when i did courses at that time oh, you loved them well they're still exactly current i was predicting things that were going to happen in the future and you know even if you want to look at things like podcasting we have been doing it you've been doing it for eight years i've probably been doing it for about six years by the look of it and mm. i uh, you know as we were talking about today even just before this call we think podcasting is going to be way bigger in the future. So certainly not mm-hmm. saying podcasting's out. I'm saying uh, it's good to focus on your target market and to stay in your lane on the freeway. And for you and I, every time we pull up to do a Freedom Motion episode, we're sort of having to veer off, pull over to the side for a minute and recalibrate mm-hmm. just for that episode. But I, I think 
our audience has grown up with us. And, you know, the interesting thing from my perspective is when we catch up for our uh, bookings to record, we usually end up having a discussion about your business and my business and forgetting mm -hmm. the record button because, you know, the stuff we're talking about is, is not as relevant for our freedom motion core base, you know, mm. the people who are coming into it. So that has been an interesting thing. We've basically grown up. We're like, we, we, it was a little kid and now it's an adult and it's, it's heading off during the day and doing its own thing. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, uh, totally. Got a favorite episode? Uh, you know, I, I guess I enjoyed dropping the um, W Profit and Harvey Work Hours type stuff. We did that more recently because yep. it was that was kind of like a concise summary of everything up to that point. It's all right, okay, all, of all the things I've learned, here's how you fairly quickly get there. And that one was a, a mashup of some ideas that I did for people. People want me to talk about teams, and that's not a startup thing, but people who are more into it, they're going to have a team mm -hmm. of five or six people. And it, was a, and it was also combining some ideas about optimizing yourself, and I think that's a huge hang-up most people struggle with, the mindset, the overload, making good decisions and all of that. And then the third component was getting the right business model and it involved leverage and subscription business in particular. So that was episodes 78, 79 and 80. And it was sharing information that I'd compiled to, to present at a conference. I um, turned it into a, a free course. It has... It became the lead source for me for new business because I was attracting people who could immediately see, hey, this is actually good stuff. So I guess in recent times, that was good. But, you know, when I, when I look back, we had some really fun episodes like uh, four or five years ago, we we're talking about, well, you know, is SEO still relevant? And, yeah. you know, we, we said, yeah, absolutely it is. And we, you know, back in episode 23, we talked about the, smart decision-making strategies and things. So I think we really covered everything from making a masterclass to being a, a super affiliate. And in that six years, my business and my life have changed so much, but Freedom Motion mm. was still that core drum where we got to have a platform and share what's going on. You know, I changed my business model significantly. Those courses you talked about, I don't have any physical products anymore. I don't even have an affiliate program anymore. No, you don't. I don't even have uh, SEO or website development businesses anymore. I've just streamlined down into a, a real core business and now I know who my customer is. Having that level of clarity has taken me a decade online to get to this point. So just to put that in perspective, I've been doing it pretty much every day for 10 years. So it's no wonder that a listener could get potentially overwhelmed just injecting themselves with a few podcasts here and there, trying to step into it casually. You know, you could get run down by the traffic. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was, it was either the first or the second podcast I ever listened to, which was Internet Business Mastery. Do you remember that? Yep, where they had a different – they had stage names and then they came out later with their real names. I didn't know they did that. Yep. Why would they have done that? I don't know. Then they, then they split up. But – um. I remember listening to that and I can still feel the excitement every time I listen to an episode and, you know, I couldn't listen to it at night because I couldn't sleep. Like it was one of those ones where I had to go for a drive and listen to it just because it was just, it was just so exciting to think what was possible. This was about eight or nine years ago and um, 
you know, that feeling of like, my God, and all of a sudden it becomes overwhelming and you do, you get mowing down by the traffic because you've got, in fact, I had a listener of my, my other podcast just tell me last week how, you know, he, he had to stop listening for a while because he had a, he just had journal, a journal full of ideas and, and I know that feeling. And I guess if there's, there's a number of kind of learnings that I've taken away from freedom ocean, but one of them is like, you have to take action. You have to do stuff. And on top of that, you can't do it all yourself. Uh, because you just go nuts and it's even like some of the advice that you were giving me in the last couple of weeks around my forum is that you know valid advice but you know there's some technical stuff there that I just can't do so therefore you've got you know if you are going to start an online business and you are going to create a bit of a lifestyle business then you can't do it all yourself despite the fact that these days and even since we started podcasting Jimmy some of the tools available to people who want to start an online business. It's incredible, really. But there's still a lot of technical stuff, and I've always been one to sort of err away from that and be kind of focused on creating great content and let others do the rest. So that's getting into a bit of, a bit of detail there. But, you know, anyone listening who does go back through the back catalogue and learns about webinars and learns about affiliate marketing or, or video marketing or, uh, you know, whatever it is um, – you cannot do it yourself. And I think one of the things that always amazed me, even from the early days of meeting you, Jimmy, was that the size of your your offshore team, you know. Um, and, you know, you, you can't look at you or, or any of these other guys who are doing some really big things and big numbers online and think they're doing it all themselves because they're not. Like any business. No one's doing it themselves. I was actually thinking about that today. You know, we still have a team of eight and I've only really got two products, mm. um, three if you count a side project we're working on. Mm-hmm. But I will say I'm using less tools and less hardware than I've ever used mm. online except for when I started. Like right now, I just use one MacBook Air. I don't even have an external monitor because it broke. Mm. And I'm using an iPhone to record my videos. So I've, I've kept my infrastructure really simple. Yeah. And these days when I run an event... I actually put up a slide of two hikers. One has this huge overloaded backpack and he's struggling and sweating. And another guy's just got a little day pack. And I instruct the audience, please just take just take the notes you really feel compelled to take. But don't transcribe the entire event. <laughs> we'll give you the entire event on video, audio, and a transcription with a PDF, every single word for word. So mm. that's all captured for you. To enjoy this, just take the least notes possible and put them as an action step. Mm. And I went through my two-day event and I came out of it with about 10 checkpoints in my notes on my iPhone screen. That was it. Because mm. I knew that I could go and watch the video later or listen to the audio or, or check the PDF. I like to read, actually, just as a side note. I can mm-hmm. scan an hour-long presentation in about three or four minutes just through scanning through the bullets. But to be economical with your notes is the key and for the same reason i don't record my mastermind calls with the audio because then i'm going to have all this all this stuff to listen to so what i do is i open up a spreadsheet and i just write down the key points from every call and what it turns out is for every hour of call i usually have uh, around about um, five or six lines in my spreadsheet of key points the highlights the bullets and these servers somewhere I can go and look up, which is highly keyword searchable. And it's also 
going to be the, the the support for a presentation or an idea for a book or whatever. I actually keep a log called Concepts. So whenever I come up with a concept, whether it's Own the Race Course or the Chocolate Wheel, and we've talked about these before mm. on Freedom Ocean, I put them in my Concepts register and then I can make some notes around that. What I'm trying to do at the moment, I've actually pulled out all the tubs from the garage, all my folders, all my notebooks and everything, and I'm just tipping them into the minimum possible notes that I can, and then I'm shredding them and uh, putting them in the trash and getting rid of them. So I'm in this recycle mode where I'm just collating, curating, eliminating and purging. Mm. And you just have to go through that consumption phase to get to the other side where you know you've had enough you can't take any more and now you have to delete so i'm at that stage now and that's where freedom motion's at it's it's on my to don't list now <laughs> it's there's no you know i don't have capacity or space for it yeah, yeah yeah because it doesn't fit my model so i wanted to say this point if you are going to go through the back catalogue of Freedom Ocean and have a listen to the episodes. It's so much more useful if you do it with the filter of applying what you learn to an existing business. If you don't have a business, go and become someone's best buddy. Go and help your sister's hairdressing salon or um, you know, get find someone who's got a, an online website it could be an accountant or a lawyer or a smash repairer. It doesn't matter. And just use the things you learn in the show on that business and you will learn how it works. And once you get it, you can apply it to anything. And then you'll have your other problems. That'll be the paradox of choice. Once you have this superpower, you can apply it to anything you, your heart desires. That's, that's the frightening thing. We're like, oh my goodness. You know, I could just have an idea and go into business tomorrow and possibly even be successful that's uh, exciting, exhilarating, and exhausting all at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. And it is, it's, boy, it's freeing to throw stuff out. And, and I think that doesn't just mean physical stuff, but we carry a lot in our heads too, you know. Just knowing that there was an episode of Freedom Ocean to create, you know, as an example, it's like, oh, boy, I've got to get back to Jimmy and we've got to lock it in. And, you know, I think it's great. Sometimes hard decisions need to be made. And um, it does. So, you know, what, what's that uh, saying? What you say no to determines what you say yes to. Also, uh, you don't own things, they own you. So, yeah. you know, as long as it's an open loop, mm. it's sucking on your brain. That's how the waiter remembers your order, hopefully. Yeah. The, what is it? The Zeitgeiger effect. Never where, heard of it. Well, it's when, when they talk about teaching with open and closed loops. Oh, they yeah. open up a loop. You know, when the newsreader says, and after the break, we'll tell you about the... That's a hook. Well, it's, it's also an open loop that you just can't close, so you can't switch away. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the guy who discovered this actually worked in a research lab, and then he was on a lunch break, and he wondered why the waiter could remember the orders. But after the orders are delivered, he couldn't remember what everyone ate because he'd closed the loop and let it go yeah, from right. his mind. So... What we're doing is closing down loops. So if you look for all the open loops in your life, what are, what are you still open to? What do you still have obligations for? What what remains, uh, you know, waiting for you? Do you have a garage full of mess? Is there a pile of washing in the laundry? Is there a stack of bills on your desk? That all these things are just taking energy from you because they're currently open. Close them all as many as you possibly can, and have the least options available mm-hmm. to you, and you'll be able to give it your energy. It's good advice, mate. 
You're a little bit spiritual in your old age. Uh, well, you know what? I okay. hope you'll come back and do some guest podcasts on Superfast Business. Ah, uh, so you guys are going to—that's—is that your one and only podcast going forward? Yes. Yeah, so the plan is Superfast Business will be my focus because I have control of the talent turning up <laughs> uh, primarily and I yeah. can curate uh, guests in and out for multi-part series that's worked so well for that show we have three or four or five episodes with the same person or a series uh, could even make seasons for that show I'm, I'm thinking that's possibly the way of the future mm -hmm. if you look to clues from places like Netflix and HBO you'd have to think serialized podcasts will mm. be a big thing in the future it seems to be a, well and even the bigger podcasts they seem to have a start and an end you know even the guys at, at, at startup they do the series one i'm listening to at the moment which just was like a six-part series is um missing richard simmons um which has been kind of interesting uh, richard simmons guy who was like the 80s he's gone missing wow yeah there's ones like that in the surfing scene that I don't expect listeners to know about, but they have mm -hmm. documentaries um, where they go and track down, you know, this guy who was famous at Malibu in the 60s, and they're like, you know, where is oh, he? And they're trying to, they get whispers of where he is, and they, they do a whole documentary of tracking him down. And When you say documentary, do you mean, is that video or audio? It's a video, but it's a great storyline. It's like, whatever happened to? Yeah. You know, it's, it's compelling. Well, there's a great, the, the, the first one I ever saw on that model was The Winnebago Man. Have you seen that? No. That's oh, great, mate. It's a doco. And you know Winnebago, how they were huge in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. So the TV, they used to be all over the TV with these TV ads. And the winner, there was this guy who was the Winnebago man. He was the presenter in all these ads. Well, what people didn't see in the ads was that he had just a really real potty mouth and a real big sense of uh, temper, right? Right. And the camera guy on set for all the ads with the Winnebago man kept the camera and sound rolling after the director called cut and yep. the profanities that came out of this guy's mouth and the abuse that he'd reel at the lighting guy or the teleprompter guy or the set, anyone, anyone on set was just hilarious. So anyway, these, this, um, this tapes came to be, you know, like two decades later. So some guy took him, took it on himself to then go, okay, I'm going to find the Winnebago man. And he turns out to be living in a – spoiler alert, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, he turns out to be living in a cabin in the mountains. And they catch up with him. And he's the nicest old bloke. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. The Winnebago. Man, one of the things I love, and we're turning into a, a podcasting discussion now, but one of the formats that I'm loving and podcasting, you know, as we, we were talking about it before we hit record, Jimmy, is it's – you know, Jeff Bezos talks about Amazon being in day one. Amazon, like the what is it, the fifth biggest company in the world? Yep. Um, I think podcasting's like in its first hour on the kind of life cycle clock because you know it's got so much growth potential. And and one of the things I'm seeing, which is hard work, but these storyline based podcasts, you know, whether it be a serial like This American Life or like Missing Richard Simmons, these guys are creating like 50, 60 hours of tape and crunching it down into, into 30 minute episodes massive amount of work massive costs but you know great listening great listening yeah i think it's uh, it's just going to be big and i can say that you know since i don't have big launches and huge paid traffic uh, streams 
podcasting is the core of it's a core engine of my business and why do you reckon more people well uh, it's becoming incredibly competitive since i started mm. um both in the quant quantity of podcasts appearing but i'm just seeing you know in my space just big names also appearing you know like i'm now sort of getting bumped off the ladder by a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tony Robbins or, you know, these big names who have finally realized that, hey, podcasting is, is a serious marketing channel. It's, I, I find it interesting that more smaller size businesses don't embrace it because it's cheap and effective. It is, but I think, it, like you said, it is going to get more competitive. You, you're an innovator and we were part of that early majority. It's still in the early majority phase, but then they'll – you know, like most things, they'll just pick up when it's like the late majority and then there'll be the laggards, you know, in 15 years, someone will think, oh, I wonder how I should start a podcast, you know, like they'll be <laughs> just coming around to it. Like right now. But my view on that is that, you, you know, the, the, that's the creative challenge. So like anyone listening and like you would take the conversation beyond podcasting. I don't care whether they're thinking of doing a YouTube channel, writing a book, starting a forum whatever they're thinking of doing yeah many many have gone before them but the creative challenge is just to make it better than the other ones right it's how you deliver your message how you package it up well that's why you know markets t tend to to go pro they go into serialized they'll have good sound quality expectations mm. you'll have a marketing budget around it we were talking about a, a guy who thinks it's going to take $100 million to set up a proper podcasting network because that's what it's going to take to, to be a Netflix of podcasting. So it, it just turns professional. Yeah. That's all. And I think it's interesting to get into technology not too early where you're the only person doing it and you might have market share but not for long. It's like the AdWords rush. It's like right now Facebook's where it's at. Where it's going to be is Instagram and YouTube and so forth. But I think podcasting is very strong. But, but video and podcasting, those two things. Because when I think about my own consumption habits, I'm using Instagram and streaming media on apps now mm. instead of free-to-air TV. And we don't go down to the video mm. shop and get a tape anymore, do we? It's 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 all about using the these set top boxes and on demand video content, and audio content is great where you can't watch a video, which is walking the dog, being in in the gym, mm -hmm. um, driving is a classic example. I'm sure that's the, they're the markets trying. where I think we're going to be moving into free to air radio space, and that's actually true of my own consumption when I go for a long drive up the coast i will listen to a podcast and i don't even listen to podcasts very often there's just one or two that i might listen to which i'll save up for a two or three hour trip and i won't listen to free to radio why, why don't you listen to more podcasts i don't feel like i want to be well i haven't found many that resonate you don't you don't have to learn they can be entertaining like i listen to roy and hg i mean it's just my go-to it's hilarious it's like it's just complete well i'm just in that phase where i'd i'd rather be consuming surfing video content than um, listening to podcasts are you are you listening to that 80s tape still a bit of um bit of gloria estevan not so much uh, a bit of bonnie Tyler. You know, with phones these days telstra are more than happy to give you a bit of bon jovi <laughs> jimmy don't change the subject. <laughs> a one-year iTunes subscription, right? So you can pretty much get Jimmy, any, Jimmy, any sounds. 
Take a breath. Talk to me about Bon Jovi. <laughs> Talk to me about that Bon Jovi wig you've got on the bedhead. I don't, but I did go and see Guns N' Roses, and I didn't even realise that they'd broken up for years, and it was quite a special concert. Have you been? Was it any good? Does Axel have his voice? He was a bit of a disappointment, yes, but right. Slash, wow, he's amazing. And I'll tell he's you, amazing, it was epic was we had a little bit of ACDC because, as you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Axel sings for ACDC yep. from time to time. So we got treated to Angus Young thrashing out some classic That's pretty um, cool. early ACDC songs. And that, for me, that was by far the highlight. Yeah, man. I, um, I didn't know you went to uh, Gunners. That's a, that's a, Slash's biography is a, is a great read. You just kind of have to ask yourself the question, how are you alive? given the amount of drugs that guy did. Um, he tells the story of waking up on a golf course in Hawaii, stark naked, and running along the 18th green to the clubhouse and hiding in a in a cupboard, naked, like just... And he was born into music. Well, you know, yeah, sure was. Parents were, were doing album covers and costumes for famous musicians. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the thing. I never used to go to concerts I didn't used to surf. There's been a lot of changes in my life since we started this show. And yeah. it's it's been always good updating new installments. And uh, it'll be like a time capsule of, of that transition from the first time we recorded a few episodes at once out in the on the acreage. On the acreage, yes. I used to uh, sit on the floor of... You had a very unusual office back there in, in your home on the acreage. It was this big room it was it was like a mini ballroom and you had this sort of desk it was a room it was it was a massive room with a fireplace and yeah by far the biggest room in the house and i would uh, you'd had these desks all facing the wall um and it was sort of a little bit like mission control you had this big whiteboard that I think went for about 124 25 meters <laughs> well it was so big it doesn't fit in <laughs> my house and i sold it <laughs> did you yeah, and then uh, I think I just would sit on the floor, and um, we'd somehow, and then we did a couple of episodes. I think driving, you were driving me to the airport, or um, yep, but they were good. I've uh, done it all, even back then. Done it all, and we had a little Japanese restaurant on the way through. Yes, little Jap, yeah, yeah. Even back then, I liked the idea of face to face. I'm doing a lot more face to face stuff on the small business big marketing show. In fact, I had a I had a member of my forum only yesterday ask whether a recent interview I did I was face to face because the energy and the interaction was so much more personal and um, I am I'm actually going to a radio studio in Melbourne and recording my show these days and despite the fact that I just dropped 800 bucks on a new mic but um, that's okay we, that's cool I've still got it but you know what in the, in the terms of return on investment that's a pretty cheap yeah 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 pretty cheap Mike probably cost <laughs> you one cent per episode <laughs> you know one of my favorite episodes was when we recorded live at our live event oh that was a lot of fun that was yeah. fun we had we were laughing and people yeah we had questions and that was I tried that again I did it with Ezra for oh, yes. think at get and oh, on that one. He put down his mic and he said, I've got to go take a pee. Why? Just because. <laughs> From the stage. Yeah. It was It was like, wow, I haven't had that That's happen before. I've never had a presenter it. need to go to the bathroom partway through a show. I think that feels a bit too cool for school for me. It was funny. Hey? Leaves, you, leaves the co-host high and dry. Yeah. Okay. 
hi everyone. It's like that time I was repossessing a guy's car and, and the whole family ran out and caught me while I, we were breaking into the car and putting it on the tow truck and they're all staring at me, this huge family of islanders just staring at me. Mm. And I'm like, hi, you're probably wondering what I'm up to. <laughs> and I had to explain, you know, that it was extra bad because this guy didn't even know that it was financed. Oh, oh, oh. He'd bought it from someone who got financed. So it was. So this is your new stuff. Like you are, you're stopping freedom motion because you now have a, a repossess. You're the repossess repossession business, and um, this is what you've been doing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've had a, a secret hankering to go back to the old gig from <laughs> from the early nineties. No, I, I, I'll, I'll leave that parked in the early nineties. That was that's it. That was fun. I got. I just keep the stories, but everything else has changed. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough, mate. Well, Jimmy, we could just kind of talk like this forever, and we might, but we probably should hit stop because I think we—I think there's three people left listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're the Freedom Ocean groupies. They've been with us forever, but we should thank those who have tuned in over the years to the 84 episodes. Yeah. Um, thanks for your comments. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for pushing us to do more episodes, and and well done. Thanks for the team. Team, team, yeah. Thanks to the team, team for producing them and uh, and uploading them and sharing them and keeping the website alive. And and well done to anyone listening who has actually implemented anything that Jimmy and I have shared, and you've gone on to do bigger and better things. Because um, yeah, James used the word earlier of education. That's what we set out to do. You know, I set out to educate myself and. We set out to educate anyone who wanted, to, who chose to listen to a show that was all about creating an online business. So well done if you have done that. I get an email every now and then. In fact, I got one this week, Jimmy, of a, of a listener who has created a seven-figure business from listening to my other podcast. And I go, that's kind of nice. You want to throw? That's excellent. Now, Freedom Ocean absolutely was the number one source of people finding my business for you know, the last five or six years. And uh, mm. it's it's been a great ride. And thank you, Tim, for approaching me with the idea, showing me how podcasts work and uh, putting together these episodes. You're a legend. Good on you. Thank you, buddy. Well, uh, our friendship doesn't stop here. It's got another couple of days left in it. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm good to the top of the hour. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> right. Call me Saturday. I'm not answering. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All oh, right, buddy. Um, hey, uh, everyone, thank you. Freedomocean.com. By the way, uh, poorly named podcast. We didn't realize that until a few episodes in, but uh, we'd get lots of emails from people saying, "What is it? Is it free to motion? What's that about? No, no, freedom. <laughs> Ocean. So, tip when you're naming something, make sure the syntax is right, the flow of the letters, you know, one leads into the other easily, all that type of stuff. But it is freedomocean.com is the uh, is where you'll find all past episodes, all 84 episodes, and anything else we've put there. Uh, Jimmy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Virtual hug, mate. Little kiss on the cheek. Bit of bromance, all that type of stuff. And thanks for um, being a part of the ocean. See you, Timbo. Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>